Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. In this series, we spotlight areas of the school which our listeners have told us they'd like to know more about. Today, we spotlight DH Links, a network which brings together alumni, parents and girls to share professional knowledge, guidance and advice. Our host, Simon Jones, speaks to our Director of External Relations, Alex Barlow, and pupils Gabby and Hermione in the Upper Sixth. So, Alex, good morning. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for giving up the time. It's a very cold morning here, a Monday morning as well at nine o'clock. So, so I really appreciate you being here and giving up your time. We're going to be talking about DH Links, but for the sake of people listening and for my sake as well, tell us in a nutshell, first of all, what DH Links is all about. Okay, so quite hard, I think, to sum it up, but hopefully um, I'll cover it off. So DH Links is essentially um, an initiative that was started probably sort of over 10 years ago to bring current parents um, alumni and current girls together um, to share professional advice, guidance and knowledge. And I think it's evolved very much into a space where we hope that we kind of empower um, our pupils to sort of reach for the, their sort of future goals and aims and, and hope we help them to, um, to do that, really. So tell me more then about how the school goes about doing that, how this initiative works. So we host events, normally sort of around two to three a term. Um, and we invite girls to come to these events. Um, and the idea is that they start to get the idea to build relationships. So it's all about um, having conversations, sharing what they're interested in, perhaps what they're not interested in, um, and really starting to think about future working life and having those relationships and what that means and what that might potentially unlock for them going forward. So it's very much then about the future for after they leave Downhouse and whatever it is that they go on to do next. Absolutely. And it's as much of working out what they want to do as much as it's also working out what they don't want to do. So, you know, I think it's it is all about really sort of trying coming along to things. And I always say to the girls, you know, please don't say no, you know, come along, see what you think. If it's not for you, then that's fine. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's events mainly, but it's also, there are other things that they can get involved in as well. And it's quite an organic process, I suppose, that things come up. We get contacted by alumni through the year who will sort of say, I've got an opportunity and I'd like to share this with your current pupils. Would you know? So it's, things happen and things evolve as time goes on and, and it's grown and that's been fantastic to see actually. It's really interesting to hear you say that it's about finding out what the girls want to do as well as what they don't want to do because sometimes we get more clarity in what we want to do by closing certain doors that we know we definitely don't want to do. Yeah, no, we've really seen, I think, girls growing confidence from working out almost what they don't want to do because I think sometimes there's a preconception that they should know what they want to do when they're older. So I hope that these events that we host are informal enough that they feel relaxed, that they can come along, ask the questions that perhaps they're unsure to ask and feel that they leave the room or leave the space that we're, wherever we've been that, that night, knowing that they've perhaps made some sort of decision or some have some sort of idea about perhaps what they want to do in the future. You mentioned about growing in confidence. Clearly, you feel that, like having confidence growth is, is a good thing. But tell me why you think it helps in particular with this kind of thing. I think really, again, it goes back to probably those relationship building skills. And I think, you know, certainly from our younger alumni who are at university starting their new jobs, you know, they will tell us um, the sorts of skills that perhaps employers are looking for now. And I think, you know, having confidence just gives you that edge. It really sort of sets you apart perhaps from other, other you know, boys or girls um, in the workplace. And I think if they can 
get hold of that and grip that while they're at school, then I do think it really puts them in at an advantage, really. So, yeah, it's, it's I mean, for me, it brings me a lot of pleasure, I suppose, to see the girls interact at events that we host. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really exciting um, initiative to be part of. And of course, looking beyond university, that's when people are looking for, for employment, starting their career, an, an exciting time in life. But of course, with a lot of university degrees, there's a, a placement year as well, isn't there, where people can go and work in a law firm or in a finance company as well. Yeah, and we're seeing, I think, more of that. So one of the things we do through DH Links is we have things called uni meets where we go out, we take the foundation office, which is where the DH Links um, team are, are based from, and we take it out on the road and we go out and meet downhouse girls that are at university and we say to them, you know, what is it you're doing now? And and more and more it's coming up that actually they are having these year abroads or they're having placement industry years and it seems to be certainly something that, yeah, more and more people want to sort of, I suppose, be part of or, or take advantage of, mm. probably because they are learning those sort of soft skills. Again, you know, those people skills, you know, getting an idea of what it's like to be in the workplace ahead of time. So soft skills and people skills. What else are employers looking for? You, you mentioned about to help girls for, for what employers are looking for today. What else are our employers looking for in the interview stage? I think they're looking for um, people to be themselves. Um, I think quite often, you know, certainly the girls will say to me here that, you know, about their CV or perhaps what they think is important to be on there. But actually from the alumni and the current parents that we're talking to, it's much more about them being, I suppose, true to themselves and, and really looking at the things that they're doing. So whether that's things like Duke of Edinburgh, volunteering, all the things where you're learning those communication skills or, you know, learning how to interact with people. It, it's so much more, I think, about that sort of side of life rather than perhaps just what's on a piece of paper. So I guess it's a way of setting people apart because, you know, if I guess if you're interviewing someone in their in their mid 40s, then they've got a lot of career history that you can talk to them about. But at this stage in somebody's life, right at the start of their career, it's a way of differentiating them from essentially their competition. Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually, we had an event um, just last week with the financial services industry, and we had two two um, females that came along from a you know a, a top London bank, and they were saying, when you get part of these graduate schemes, it's so competitive. So I think the more you can do at school to to really give you those skills has to be, um, you know, the solution, I think, to for, for girls. Again, it goes back to confidence, but I think it really does help them um, set them apart from other people. Well, it's great to hear all of this from you, but I'm dying to hear what the girls' experience of this is, is like. So we're going to be speaking to Gabby, first of all. Gabby, you're in upper sixth, I think. Is that right? Yes, I am. OK, so just tell us what A-levels you're doing at the moment. I'm currently doing art, maths and Spanish A-level. Oh, OK. And just very briefly, tell us why you chose those. I chose art because it's one of my, it was one of my favourite subjects in GCSE and thought I'd just carry that in the A-level. Spanish, because I really enjoyed it in GCSE again, in the curriculum, um, we learn a lot about their culture, about their history, about their politics, and I was really intrigued by that. Okay, right. So Mrs. Barlow has been talking about all of the benefits of DH Links. Tell us about how you've been involved in this and how it's helped you. So I was first involved in DH Links in the upper fifth, as there were like many talks planned. There were many um, chances where we get to meet the alumni and talk about future careers and just destinations where we want to go in the future. 
Yeah, I've also encountered a lot of DH links on their Instagram. My sisters are very um, connected with DH links. They follow the Instagram and everything. So whenever they find something interesting, they always send the post back to me and say, wow, that's really cool that your school's doing this. Yeah, they just, they keep me informed a lot. And, and how old are your sisters? The eldest is 28. Okay, and did she come to Downhouse as well? Yeah, all of them went to Down. And how many sisters have you got? I've got five. Wow. Older sisters, yeah. So you're the youngest and you have five other sisters? Yeah. So there's six of you? In total, yeah. Okay, and did the other sisters come to Downhouse as well? Yeah, they all came here for sixth form. Wow, okay, right. This is like a literally a whole Downhouse family coming through school. Yeah, <laughs> been here for about more than 12 years about, yeah. Gosh, right. Okay, fantastic. That's great to hear that. That really is. And, and clearly that's all gone well. Tell us about the actual involvement that you've had with DH Links, in particular regarding any of the events that you've gone to and what they've been like. Just describe them for us, because from your point of view, you've been to these events and you know what they're like. People listening to this, they kind of don't really understand what it looks like. So tell us how it looks, first of all. One of the um, most impactful DH Links talks that I've been to was the architecture talk with Francesca Merton, I believe. Yes, she was very insightful. She gave us, she really taught me about how the future is very, very unpredictable. And so from what I remember, she took economics, maths and geography A-level. And obviously hearing that for the first time, you wouldn't expect her to go into architecture and getting a master's in architecture afterwards. So it really taught me how like unprecedented the future can be and where it may lead you. So why do you feel like it's beneficial for you to hear from people who are outside of school, almost kind of in the real world, if I'm allowed to say that, who are carving their own place in their careers Clearly, that is helpful. But what, why Why is that a helpful thing for you? One, because obviously they have the experience in the field. Um, they obviously know what the job is like. So having their opinion on it and knowing their opinion, it really gets me thinking about if this really is the career that I want to go to in the future. And is this the um, university options that I want to take? So what are your plans at the moment then for after you leave Downhouse? So my current plans, obviously, is architecture at university. Okay. And where are you hoping to do that? My top choice is actually Architectural Association in London. But as for my U five UCAS choices, I've chosen UCL, Bath, Manchester, Central St. Martins and Kingston. Well, they're all good universities, so I'm sure you'll get on very well there. They're all very top ranked, so I hope I get offers from them I'm, soon. I'm sure that you will. I'm cool. sure you will. Thank you. Well, thank you for all of that, Gabby. We're going to hear from Hermione now as well, because Hermione, I believe you've been involved in DH Links as well. Tell us what your involvement has been. Um, so I first learned about DH Links probably later in the upper school, and then I went to my first, oh, second DH Links event in the lower sixth, and we went up to London, and it was on entrepreneurship, and we heard talks from one parent and five ex downhouse girls and it kind of gave a bit about talked about their experience what kind of went on from when they left down to where they are now and then afterwards we got a chance to do a bit of networking with them I mean they still have emails from people 
so yeah, that was kind of what my event looked like. Um, and yeah, no, it was a really good one. I really enjoyed it. So you mentioned five down house girls who are mm-hmm. all entrepreneurs, it sounds like. Yes. Uh, roughly what sort of age were they? Oh, it ranged from anywhere between girls that had left in like 2017. So what they'd be 22, 23 now, all the way up to mid 40s. All the way up to mid 40s. Anyone listening to this who's mid 40s <laughs> sorry, suddenly feeling sorry. quite old. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, anywhere between 20, 22 to mid 40s. Okay, fantastic. And what kind of careers were they, were they doing? They were all involved in either fashion or jewellery businesses or PR that they had set up themselves. And it was quite interesting to find out how the bumps it takes to have your own business and how much commitment and resilience it takes to keep it going, especially while in the current climate. That's great to hear that because quite often we see somebody else's success and we just imagine that they've had a straight line to that success without seeing all the ups and downs. And I guess one of the benefits of social media, well, certainly in the feed that I see, is that you see visually, you know, people often share this kind of thing. Other entrepreneurs share this kind of thing. So when you're hearing these people, and some of them left down house not long ago, some of them left a while ago. How does it make you feel about your own future? Well, it makes you feel weird that I'm kind of towards the end of my downhouse uh, time. Does that make you feel sad? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, seven years has been a while. But um, no, I think it's quite exciting. I think that for me, at least going to the entrepreneurship talk, I always think that, you know, everyone needs to know something about business later in life. I think it's very hard to not nowadays you're always going to be surrounded whether it's on a very small scale or very large scale so I think in that sense for me it was quite I think it was quite eye-opening to see actually how much it takes to keep such the I mean the businesses were great I mean they had beautiful jewelry or they had amazing PR companies that they'd been working with. so I think it was quite interesting for me to see how that kind of developed and I think it was quite exciting I mean i Thing I said to one of my friends, oh, I want to set up a business afterwards. So mm. for me, it was quite exciting. Well, a lot of people do say that the best time to start your own business is as soon as you're out of education, because at that stage, you don't have mortgage commitments. You don't have generally, you don't have children. You don't have all of those other responsibilities, which means you're free to try out these different things. Hermione, thank you very much for that. Mrs. Barlett, let's just come back to you for a second. I'd, I'd love to understand a little bit more about these networking opportunities, because the girls have talked about networking with these people. What sort of networking is there between these people, though? So one of the benefits, I suppose, of holding um, events um, outside of school is that we can obviously have quite inspiring workplaces um, and where you're more likely to attract perhaps alumni to come, not just um, perhaps as a speaker, but also as a as a guest at that event. And as much as we're there to obviously help our current pupils, um, it's fantastic to see our alumni supporting each other as well. Um, so whether that's perhaps somebody um, that's further established into their career, helping somebody that's perhaps just left university, um, or even I think, you know, you see it when people are connecting with each other that haven't seen each other since perhaps since school. Um, and I often sort of think, you know, I use a term actually called the power of our alumni. And I think it just sums up when I'm in touch with lots of former downhouse girls, the amount of times that they will reach out to each other in terms of their business, um, whether that's looking for perhaps they need someone to make a website for them or they need someone to do their PR. They will go to their own sort of, I suppose, downhouse network before they reach out even further. Um, and I think that says a lot perhaps about the girls that leave here um, and that very much that community um, togetherness that is 
very much in our ethos. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's and actually parents as well feed into that. So as much as it's helping our current pupils, it certainly is um, empowering and helping our alumni as well, which is which is brilliant. Just you mentioned parent there. And of course, one of the parents was at this event in London. Um, what was the what was the decision making or the rationale behind having a parent along as well as five of your alumni? So I think we always try to keep um, a broad range um, of speakers, but also a broad range of people coming from different backgrounds and, and different experience. And our parent body, actually, there is a fantastic range of professionals within that. Um, so the particular event that um, Hermione attended, um, we had one of our, our mothers that was that came along and um, she she runs a very successful um, health and beauty business in London. And um, actually, I think she she did admit that she was probably quite nervous. Her own daughter was there. Um, so it was actually quite endearing, I think, for the girls to see that even if they get nervous before they get to an event, so so do we, so do adults. And um, actually, you know, it was, it, it, I think it, that human side came through and it, and it really was um, lovely um, to have her there as part of that sort of speaker panel. And actually Hermione's dad was also, came along to that event as well. So that was great to, to have some of our parents there adding to it, yeah. And where in London was this event held? So this event in particular was um, held at a place called the Founders Forum. So they are an organisation and it's all about entrepreneurs. So they, um, I think, set up startup businesses. They support startup businesses. So it very much lent itself to the event that we were hosting. And we're very lucky that one of our alumni um, works for the Founders Forum and um, very kindly let us use the um, the venue, which was in central London, I think a, a hop, skip and a step away from sort of Oxford Circus. So for the girls, it was brilliant to... Four o'clock, they're in Downhouse campus and sort of an hour and a half later, they're sort of, you know, through the bustling streets of um, a very busy Oxford Street. And I think they did leave with merchandise. And I've got a picture of them sort of, you know, walking back to the tube station with bits of, you know, hats and bags and all sorts of things. So it was a really it was a really fantastic event. And, you know, we hope to do more of those um, going forward. Actually, let's just have a bit of fun with that because Hermione was laughing just then when you were talking. Hermione, what was it like for you just being in, in central London? I mean, it's it, London's a great city. Being around Oxford Circus, Oxford Street is a great place to be. But what was it like for you there? Well, it was just quite entertaining because obviously we were all in our uniform. Um, and so none of us really, I don't think any of us really kind of comprehended actually how the travel would lay out and then when we were all on the tube together and we were just like in obviously all of our uniform and we were just looked very much kind of out of place but it was almost comical and then when we left we all had like merchandise and like caps that we were all walking around London and so it was really fun and I think again it's really nice that yeah like Mrs Barlow said you are down at four o'clock and at 5.30 you're in London like it was very easy I don't even think I questioned it I just was like oh this for now I'm in London so it was um it was a really nice way to do it and quite a different way to do um a DH Links event when I know they're here and so having them outside of campus is quite nice mm -hmm. fantastic well it sounds like you had a great time I'm very glad that you did Alex, just to come back to you very briefly, I'm thinking about your alumni who may be listening to this right now, and you mentioned that they can network with each other. What are the mechanics of that? How, how do they actually connect with each other? So um, I think I've already mentioned, but the DH Links um, sort of, I suppose, team is based within the foundation office um, at Downhouse. And... The idea of the foundation office is, is all about, I mean, day in, day out, we are talking to people. It's all about um, communication. Um, and so 
we get sort of daily correspondence um, from alumni um, coming through there. And so most of the time, I suppose, we're helping to generate that communication between people. But it also happens organically as well. So um, I think Gabby touched on a little bit about social media. We um, we use Instagram and that's a great way for us to be able to um, help sort of foster those relationships between alumni. Um, but also, again, it, it's normally, I think, word of mouth. And, you know, I've been at Down House for just over 10 years. So I've built up, um, I feel like sometimes I need to almost be sort of, you know, tested um, <laughs> in terms of how, who I know and whatever. But, you know, you do build up um, that knowledge um, of alumni and, and who they are and what year they left and what they're doing now. And I can then sort of very quickly lay my hand and so can the team as to sort of being able to connect other people with each other. Um, but yes, I suppose it always comes back through the foundation office, through, you know, back to school. Um, and they often want to hear how how the pupils are and, you know, what's happening at school, what's Mrs. McKendrick up to. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's very much, I think, for them, they're giving back their time as mm -hmm. well. So mm -hmm. there's that real sense of, I think, um, whether that's they're giving the time to the pupils or to other alumni, very much that sense of giving back, which it, which is really lovely. So it sounds like it's great for the girls, great for the alumni network. It's good for everybody. Um, is, so if anyone's listening to this right now, whether they're a parent or one of your alumni, what's the best way they could get in touch with you? So the best way is um, if they're on social media, then absolutely um, at dh underscore links. We're on Instagram. Um, LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. Just um, find Alexandra Barla. I'd be really happy to talk to any anyone um, through LinkedIn, but also just drop an email to foundation at downhouse.net. We'd be really happy to hear from anyone who's interested in learning more about DH Links. That's great. Well, Alex, thank you very much for your time. It's been really good talking to you. No, a pleasure. Thank you, Simon. And Hermione, it's been great talking to you too. Thank you, you too. And Gabby, great talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.